Hello everyone, welcome to Double Rewind. I am your host, Stephanie Young, with my co-host, Jillian Young. Um, And like I say every time, if this is your first time listening, welcome, we're glad to have you. Um, I'll give you a little info about the podcast. So this is uh, with me and my sister, my twin sister, Jillian, and it's called Double Rewind because what we do every episode is we take some sort of media, whether it's movies, TV, music, things that we haven't experienced before that we should have a while ago and we rewind back to experience it for the first time so every once in a while i will show jillian something i've seen she'll show me something she's seen and we will also watch things together that we both have not seen which is what our episode is today yeah um we we i feel like we we have a specific pattern like it really does go like stephanie shows me something i shows her something and then we do it together and like so far, it's been nice. I feel like we've definitely found, like, good picks. I feel like as time goes on, it's going to be hard to be like, oh, what has she not seen? But, yeah, this week we're doing The Mist, which we had said last episode. Mm-hmm. And that's a movie we both have not seen. And I feel like we've both known of its existence yeah, for a very long period of time. It's existed. I think it's 2007. Yeah, it's existed for 10, 11, 14 10, years. 16 yeah, my bad. I just <laughs> guessed. Years. I really guessed and said it didn't um, Yeah, I remember always seeing the trailer and I thought it was the same thing as The Happening because I just always thought it was the same thing. Okay, wait. Is there a movie called The Fog too? Why does Possibly. that sound familiar? The Happening is with Mark Wahlberg, but I but haven't seen like... that one either. That one is a um, M. Night Shyamalan movie, which oh. I originally thought this was a while ago, and then I learned it wasn't. I was just very Maybe confused. we'll have to watch The Happening. Maybe. <laughs> um, apparently, it's not very good, but yeah, well, we'll see. We'll talk about this movie. Um, okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to do our top three. Um, so The Mist is a movie that happens primarily in one location, um, so I decided our top three should be our top three movies that all primarily happen in one location. And it sounds very niche, but there's actually a lot of movies that take place in, like, one location yeah. and, like, good movies at that. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do this week. I'm going to have you go first because I feel like I'm, like, between a lot of them. Okay. okay. There's a couple, like, honorable mentions that I had, but I'll just go with my top three. Yeah. Um, so my number three pick is going to be Mass. Oh, yeah. That didn't even come it's, to it's mind. It's a movie that came out about two years ago about uh, two sets of couples who meet in a, in a church basement to discuss um, one of their sons murdered the other in a school shooting. And it's just the whole movie is this discussion between these two couples. And for a movie where they're sitting the entire time, it is riveting script. Really good. So that's my number three. My number two is Phone Booth. Okay, yeah, with, I remember um, seeing that a really Colin long time Farrell. ago. I saw it when I was, I think I saw it with Adam and you the first yeah, time, and yeah. then I ended up watching it about two years ago, because I didn't remember it. Very, very good movie. It happens primarily the guy is stuck in the phone booth the entire time on a call with this guy who's saying, like, don't leave or I'll shoot you. Yeah. Um, great movie. And then my number one is one I haven't seen in forever, but I remember seeing it a couple times and thinking it was great is 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I watched it with my dad for the first time when I was younger and it's great. And it's also considered one of the best movies. It's very popular um, and it's from the 50s. So I would say my number one is 12 Angry Men because I feel like the script is just 
not only amazing, but it's universally acclaimed. So yeah, that'd be my three. Okay, so my top three for primarily in one new location. So number three is Frozen, not the Disney yes, movie. Yes, yes, yes. But the movie about a bunch of t- kids, teens, 20-year-olds, I don't know what it was, they get stuck on a ski lift in freezing weather. Yeah. And they're dying. But it's a it's a really, really awesome, like, thriller, suspenseful movie. I watched that about six months ago. I haven't seen it in years, but I love it, love it. Um, number two is one I saw recently, and I really loved it, but it's the Jake Gyllenhaal version is The Guilty. Mm-hmm. So I'd never seen the original version, but I hear it's, like, pretty much identical. It is. Um, but if you've never seen The Guilty, it's basically, like, he's, like, a... a police dispatcher or like someone 911 911 dispatcher and he gets a call and the whole movie takes place as him basically in these rooms taking the call and like the fact that you don't basically move locations is crazy i'm also yeah. in love with jake gyllenhaal he's one of my favorites so. you should see the original it's very it is primarily the same thing but yeah. it's still really good yeah um and then number one for me is also 12 angry men oh, cool. but it's funny because <laughs> i saw 12 angry men probably six months ago oh, with really? dad again so i've seen 12 angry men at least three or four times mm-hmm. and recently i saw it in the past six months because my dad and i love to watch it together but it's a phenomenal movie phenomenal script don't like let it be that the fact that it's black and white like not make you watch this this is a phenomenal movie yeah and for people who don't know it's a it's about these 12 jurors who talk about this case and pretty much all of them are saying the guy's guilty but there's one guy who's saying like i don't know if there's enough evidence and he ends up trying to like sway all of them it's very good very good movie so those are our top three for like movies primarily in one location can i give my memorable honorable mentions yeah sure because i had some um i was gonna say buried yes with ryan very good one ryan reynolds he's literally buried in a coffin the entire time and it's so Um, interesting yeah it's black it's basically black and only lit by like a can of like a match every right. once in a while the other one is um moon with sam rockwell oh i don't I've that one's that very one. good the whale is a good one the whale too. which is very recent was very good yeah um i think those are all i can think of right now another Wait, one dead end I, is it yeah, that primarily I mean, they're driving they're driving though but they're like they're in the yeah. car see i wasn't yeah. gonna include it just because i was like i don't know if it is but dead end is amazing. yeah dead end would definitely be up there which i saw it's like such a movie that no one's ever seen but please see it if you hear yeah. this it's, it's another one that was talked about which i don't know why i don't associate is non-stop with liam neeson on the plane Oh, yeah. That one is a fantastic movie. Okay, yeah, that's a so good one. So there's a too. lot of good ones that happen in one location. And I think the reason I love movies that happen in one location is I'm a very script-heavy person. And I feel like if you can rivet me with a script that's taking place in one, in one place, yeah. then it that's, shows that that's a, a good talent. script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So those are our top three. So do you want to get into a little background sure. on The Mist? Okay, The Mist, which was also known as Stephen King's The Mist, is a 2007 American science fiction horror film based on the 1980 novella The Mist by Stephen King. The film was written and directed by Frank Darabont. Yeah. Darabont had been interested in adapting The Mist for the big screen since the 1980s. The film stars Thomas Jane, Marcia Gay Harden, and Laurie Holden. The plot revolves around members of the small town of Bridgeton, Maine, who after a severe thunderstorm causes the power to go out the night before. They meet in a supermarket to pick up supplies while they struggle to survive an unnatural mist 
envelopes the town and conceals vicious Lovecraftian monsters as extreme tensions rise among the survivors. So they're all caught in this grocery store when there's these like monsters in the mist that they're trying to survive from. Yes. So that's a yeah. So I guess um do you, wait, do you want to get into the box office or Yeah, I'll get in, first? I'll get in the box office first. Okay. So the film was commercially released in the United States and Canada on November 21st, 2007. Wow, it was the Thanksgiving release. Oh my gosh. Um, over the opening weekend in the United States and Canada, The Mist grossed $8,931,973. As of August 9th, 2009, it grossed $25,593,755 in the United States and Canada and around 27.5 million in other territories for a worldwide total of around 57 million but how much did it take to make it um i looked it up it took about i think it was about 13 million and it ends up making 57 okay so on on the budget's decent but like by today's standards it's not that great yeah gotcha all right so why don't we get into our initial reactions before we kind of get into the discussion question so I feel like you want to go first. Sure. So I was actually very excited to watch this movie because I feel like it's the plot really seems like it would interest me. I just didn't like it that much. Mm -hmm. Like, I really think it had the potential to be a really captivating movie. And at the, but at the same time, I feel like, and of course we're allowed to spoil here. Yeah, but we like, have to. We can't talk about I, this movie without spoiling it. I really it, so. feel like they introduced the monsters in the mist too soon. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they introduced it too soon and I was like, okay, so there's like this weird monster in the mist. I feel like I would have been more captivated by the movie if like I just didn't know what was in the mist mm-hmm. for a longer period of time. I think also the characters... I didn't really like anyone. Like, the Mm -hmm. characters... I feel like it was weird, because when I was thinking, if this was made in today's age, you could make the characters completely different, and the the movie would be the same. And I feel like if they did it now, they should have made more interesting characters who are, like, different. So, for example, there's, like, so many adults of the same age Mm -hmm. that they focus on in this movie. Like, why didn't we do, like, oh, there's an old man, and then there's, like, a middle-aged man, and then there's a kid, and then there's a teenager, and, like... All of them are trying to figure out what's happening in the mist with like mm-hmm. different, I mean, there's definitely kids in it, but I feel like the main characters who are doing the most in the movie are all like the same age, same demographic. And I really feel like if you put different people into the mix, it could have made all these conversations like a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't the worst movie, but I, I wouldn't say like I enjoyed it like a lot. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was kind of average. I wasn't, like, huge on... I didn't have any huge gripes with it, but yeah. I also wasn't, like, nothing nothing about it was, like, this is great. Yeah. Um. So my general reaction was just... Um, I was looking forward to it. I do agree with what you said, which is kind of a question later okay. about kind of showing the monster pretty early. Um. So we'll get into that a little later. But, yeah, I thought it was kind of average. I, I felt like... Which, again, we'll also get into is I feel like when it comes to book or novella to film adaptations, they're either they're either not great or average. There's very few that are spectacular. And a novella is like a small. It's like short a, around a hundred right? pages. Okay, so Those this are what probably it's kind of like. A, well, you know what this movie pretty much could have gone in a hundred pages. Like I don't yeah. think they really expanded on it too much. It seems like. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of what I kind of want to end up talking about 
we're going to answer in some of these questions. So overall, I thought it was kind of average. Nothing really special about it. We're definitely going to talk about the ending. Um, yeah. Gosh. So we'll talk about that. Um, all right. So we'll kind of get into the discussion questions. Sure. Um, so the first one I have is, do you typically enjoy monster movies? Why? How does this compare with others you've seen or enjoyed? So you can kind because this is considered a monster movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think of monster movies I feel like I've seen. Well, you can, like, go, you very, name you can go very classic and say like, um, like Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. uh, where the where like werewolves like um the invisible man like these are kind of like monsterish or you can kind of go more recent like love um, and monsters yeah you can go love and monsters that's apocalyptic you, you, you could also go like bird box you can oh. go the, a quiet place okay okay so i was never a big fan of like the older monster movies like frankenstein dracula like I just feel like those are, like, movies and stuff they, like, showed us in school. And there's so many different adaptions to it. I just feel like I couldn't keep track. But I'll definitely say with movies like Bird Box and The Quiet Place, those are some, like, quote-unquote monster movies that I really enjoy. But that's because I just feel like they do suspense really well. And even though I feel like they kind of introduce, quote-unquote, the monsters sooner, I just feel like there's so much more to come after it. And there's like so many characters trying to figure out different solutions. And I don't know, it's just a lot more interesting of like a dynamic in these films than I saw in this one. So, but I wouldn't say I've seen like a huge amount of monster movies, if that makes sense. Do you consider like King Kong, like a monster? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but same. So um, how does this compare with others? I mean, it's not as good as the ones I've enjoyed, mm-hmm. but I also don't think with the older monster movies, I've like had too much experience with them to compare it to this one. But I guess from the monster movies I've seen, I just didn't think this one really stacked up. Yeah, I mean, I have kind of a weird take on monster movies. Aside from A Quiet Place, which I really like, I haven't seen any modern monster movies I think are very good. I personally like the very old school like black and white kind of cheesy-ish uh okay not cheesy but old old style monster movies where even like the creature from the black lagoon where like it'll do like the black and white shadow and like the people's faces like going ah and like screaming and like the kind of like that i think it's it's like old school and it's like nostalgic and fun i feel like when people try to do monster movies today it's very CGI and it looks fake. And this movie was had the worst CGI I've ever seen, though. But it was it 2007. Is yeah, so I I like the old school monster movies more, um, but I do like A Quiet Place. But what about Bird Box? I wasn't huge on Bird oh, Box. Oh, I loved Bird Box. The only thing, yeah, I mean, I wasn't huge on it, but um, compared to others... It was hard to not compare this movie kind of to A Quiet Place, which is far better. Yeah. Um, Both movies far better. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I take it. It's compared to other ones. I feel like a lot of modern ones are average. So I kind of feel like it goes into this. But compared to like the old school ones that I just find more fun. Um, yeah. I'd say those are better. But but j- if if you don't know what I'm talking about, we can move move on. But there's this movie I'm picturing in my head Of, like, maybe it's, like, the apocalypse or a monster movie, but all I remember is, like, there's military stuff going on, and then they go into this building, and people are, like, shooting, and then some kid gets electrocuted by a machine. Uh, I have I 
It's a monster movie? I don't know. It's a zombie movie? I don't know. It might be a zombie movie. It's just a clear picture in my head and I have no idea what movie it is. Okay, yeah, I'm not totally sure what you're talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll think about it later. We can go on. Okay, so number two. The director released a director's cut with the film in black and white. Do you think this would have been a better idea for the theatrical version being in black and white versus color? No, because it wasn't... The the color had nothing to do with how good or bad this movie was. I mean, it would have made it look older, so maybe it would have appeased, like, fans of older movies and people mm-hmm. who like the black and white aesthetic, but, like, nothing could really save this for me. I mean, plot-wise and the way it... it played out and script-wise, I don't think it would have changed it, but I think it would have made it better technologically because, again, like, people love monster movies, the old ones that are in black and white, and I feel like if you made this in black and white, um, not only will the CGI be less noticeable, and it would it would kind of look more, yeah. not real, but just more visually pleasing, um, but I also feel like it would have given you that, like, oh, like, what, what is in the mist? And, like, I don't know. I feel like it just would have been better. And I have read that people say when they watch this movie, they love the black and white version better. I think it would have been cooler. Oh, wait. So there, there, oh, okay. there is yeah, there a black, is a and, black and white version. Movie. Yes. Eh. It's the I mean, director's I'm interested cut. to cut. I, I'm it is the director's interested. cut. So people say things are also added and oh, it's okay. different. So I'd be kind of interested in that, but I but think like, it would be more fun. But doesn't director's cut means like that's what they want? So like, why wasn't that the original idea? studios make them change things. I guess so. Yeah, so because have you ever seen the direct? You've seen the director's cut of Donnie Darko, right? Yeah. So they, I didn't like it as much. So, like the way that plays out and the way they kind of show the book, I'm like, yes, I could see how studios would take this out and be like, people aren't gonna like this. Um, but it's how the director would have done their version, and a lot of times, like director's cuts. Remember the butterfly effect? The director cut ending yeah, is better. Yeah, it is better. It is better. Um, so I always find it really interesting to see director's cuts because yeah. a lot of times people say they're better. I think the Donnie Darko one like was too confusing. Like the the director's cut. I feel like they added too much into like that wormhole and like the future. I don't know. It's, it was it's too interesting because it's supposed to make it easier to understand, but I actually think it made it, it the, harder. The theatrical to me makes more sense than yeah, if you add in all I that agree, other stuff. I agree, I agree. Okay, so the next question I had was from what you have seen slash read, what do you think of Stephen King's stories and Stephen King adaptations into film? So, I mean, I've seen this, I've seen it chapter one and two. I haven't seen like Pet Cemetery. So I really I've think- seen that. You've you, seen Carrie. Yes, okay. But not the old one, the new one. No, the new one, yeah. yeah. But I'd still say it's a Stephen King ad- adaption because it's- it's based on his, right, but, right. um, I mean, the new version of Carrie, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's probably very similar to the older version, mm-hmm. but I also am a really big fan of, I love it. Like Stephanie and I saw the original it, like kind of, sort of when we were young. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we didn't see the end because like we weren't allowed to watch it. So every we time saw our it parents on 13 came nights in. of Halloween on ABC family, when they used to play scary shit. Yeah. And we weren't allowed to watch the movie. So every time someone was going to like came into the room we had to switch it it off so i've seen the first half of the original it i haven't seen part two of the original no but i've seen part one and two of the new oh interesting so but i really it is scary as fuck 
That movie, the, the, like, new the one old one. The old one, the yeah. The old one is so terrifying. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if Stephen King liked that, but, like, I, I thought it was terrifying. Have you seen The Shining? Oh, yes, I've seen The Shining, too. The Shining is good. So, you know what? I'd say, overall, I do enjoy the adaptions of Stephen King stories, but I've also never read the stories, so. Okay. Um, I'm kind of split. Some, I feel like, are terrible and some are very good so i'll go off the ones i've seen so i've seen the new and old it's bo- both of them i think they're both great yeah the new pet cemetery is god awful okay um which is funny because stephen king's like oh it was so great i'm like but no, what about it wasn't. is was there an old pet cemetery yeah there is i've seen the new one um okay. the shining is great i've seen okay. dr sleep which is the sequel to it oh uh, um what sorry, sorry sequel to the shining oh my gosh I was no sequel so to dr it. sleep was very good i I like the the old the new Carrie. I've seen parts yes. of the old Carrie. I think the only one that I've seen. I mean, this one is like, eh. But we've seen Pet Under Cemetery. the Dome, the show. Yeah, that- I haven't seen all of it, but it was yeah, like fine. It was like pretty good. Um, I haven't seen the movie Misery. No, I haven't. With seen Kathy it Bates. Um, so I'm kind of mixed on them. I haven't seen a bunch of them, but I also have seen a bunch of them. I personally haven't read any yeah but the books are long i tend to think that stephen king books that turn into movies even though i can only speak on the movies why didn't we do top three stephen king movies because i've seen like i don't know i feel like i I, named way more but it's okay i just feel like they're not I'd be so interested to read his books because when I see his movies, I'm like, this isn't that terrifying. I feel like the books are probably 10 times better. He's like the king of horror. And I watch his horror movies and I'm like, none of these even like surpass any of my favorite horror movies. But I feel like in the books, when you've never seen the movies, you're envisioning like really scary stuff. But then when someone shows you exactly what you're supposed to see is scary, it's like, well, is that what you envisioned? Is that why you didn't think it was scary? Yeah. But the, I think it is I didn't see the second part of it until like Chris, like last Christmas. That's crazy. Because I saw the first one in theaters many, many years ago. Uh, side note: I saw the first it by accident in a wait. Which four, one? The first, first, the new, the new first part. Okay. In a four D theater. Oh my gosh! Really? So we, so I went in there and thought knew it was three D. Didn't realize we were in a 4D theater. So, like, our seats would shake, stuff like that. It was so much scarier because we're like, what is going to happen? You know the scene when the blood comes out of the sink? Yeah. They sprayed water in our face. Yeah, well, I assume... Oh, my God. And I I couldn't even see the scene. Did people scream? I I don't remember the experience because I was blinded. But that's funny (laughs) that, like, you... You, so you went into a 4D theater, but I guess you didn't realize it was 4D until the first time your seat shook? I don't, I think what happened is we bought the tickets and then as we were going in, it said 4D and we're like, oh my God, 4D. And that, we already that had really the makes it so much scarier though. It like, was, because I, I didn't know it. when my seat was going to shake, but it was, Where yeah. did you see this? I don't remember what the theater was. But was it in New Jersey? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's probably the best way to see that. I'm going to have to find it. Um, oh my gosh. Imagine seeing Oppenheimer in that theater. I've never, I haven't seen <laughs> the it yet. The bomb goes off and the whole theater just explodes. I have not seen Barbie or Oppenheimer, but I'm seeing Barbie, I think, next weekend. We, I should, might... we should talk about, like, 
okay. that stuff at the end. Okay, okay. gotcha. So yeah, Stephen King, we kind of went over it a little. Okay, so the mist centers around the decisions and actions humans take when they believe they are in danger of survival. Do you think the actions the characters took felt realistic in such a scenario? Do you think you would go against... Okay, let's start with the first. Do you think the actions the characters took felt realistic in the scenario? I mean, I think so, but also at the same time, like, you know how people are like, oh, I need to get home, and like a lady left. Yeah, like, yeah. I, under- I find that realistic, because there's always going to be people who are like like fuck this I can't do it and like mm-hmm. leave so I feel like those were all realistic of like the people who are like there's nothing out there like we should just go out there in terms of the decisions no I think they were realistic because especially when like they went into like the back room and I that kid that teenager I don't know if he was like in his 20s whatever opened the thing and they the guy the main guy was like like don't go out there like mm-hmm. we don't know what's out there and he's like oh whatever like you're always gonna have people that like think they know more mm-hmm. than everyone else so I think they all seemed pretty realistic but what about you what about like Okay, you know the super religious woman who's oh, like, yeah. oh, this is a, this is God, he's vengeful. But like when those locusts th- showed up, I was like, she's on to something. Well, what do you think about eventually pretty much the entire store, like looking at her, like, you know, they're believing. Like, do you think in a scenario like this, like people would look to even a religious figure and be like, I think this might be true? I think it might be because I feel like when you feel fear, mm-hmm. I feel like people, your decision making generally can go out the window. And mm-hmm. I feel like if, especially because she was reading like passages, I feel like or memorized passages and she m- mentioned like locusts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they saw things that looked like locusts. So I could understand when people are in dire situations, why they might look to someone else to be like, they probably know more than I do, I guess. Could be. Um, I felt like it was for the most part, and I can only say this because I've obviously never been in a life and death situation, and it kind of goes into our next part, but I think everyone kind of acted the way you would act. I think um, the woman in the beginning who said, I have to get to my kids. Yeah. Like, I'm not a parent, but I can assume, like, when you're a parent, you'll do anything for them, and you'd even risk death, so sure. Um, And I felt like everyone else, they were trying to get in for... The only thing that I did not believe was... When they open the garage and the the thing comes in and then five of them go out to the people and are just like, this is what happened. And people are like, I don't believe you. It's like, in what scenario would people just be like, you know, I'm just going to lie about this. I guess like I know it's unbelievable, but at the same time, why would five people come out? And set and all just be like, we're going to fuck with these people and lie. I know it's true, but I mean, it's. How would you feel if we had like a mist going around, kind of like we did when there was the wildfires and someone was like, yeah, we just saw like a monster out there. Like people are going to be like, okay, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, but then again, the guy comes running in in the beginning saying like, there's something, there's in the something yeah. out there. They killed whatever. And he's bloody. Like, and he's a, a figure in town that people know and he's not thought to be unstable. Yeah. So I don't know. You but know. the other part of the question that I'm going to say is that a lot of people are willing, like, kind of when the religious woman gets everybody, like, people start to be like, I'm going to kill the three main people because they're not believing or we need a sacrifice. Do you think you would go against your own morals when faced with death, like some of the characters in the movie? Like, you have your own morals. Do you think those morals would go out the window if you thought you were going to die? Like, would you maybe sacrifice someone else for yourself? 
But, like, why did they need a sacrifice? Because she was saying in the Bible, like, these, like, it was some passage okay. she was reading. She's like, we need sacrifices or they don't believe or we need to make sure that all of these people are killed because they're stopping whatever. I, mean, I don't exactly I don't, know what she was saying. but I don't think I would have believed in something like that to sacrifice a person. Like, obviously, we don't know what's going on and maybe there's, like, a monster out there. But, like... I also feel like I've never been in a life and death situation and I could imagine that I don't know what I would be like in that situation. Mm-hmm. So it could probably be possible that I went against my own morals if, you know, I saw the shit that was happening. But like, so I'm not going to say one way or another. I'm just going to say I don't know what I would be like in a situation like that personally. Right. I mean, but when it comes to your own survival versus someone you don't know. Like- I mean, of course I'm going to save myself. If it's then a random, like, if it's me or someone I've never met in my life, yeah, I'm going to choose myself. Uh-huh. I, I get it. I mean, I wouldn't kill yeah, someone exactly. else. I wouldn't personally, like, <laughs> do it. Do it, but, but like, like, if they're getting pulled by the monster and I don't know them and most likely they're going to get pulled, like, I maybe wouldn't sacrifice myself. Like, I'd probably... But if it was a family member, oh, I might. Yeah. Like, yeah. something different. Okay. Which no one can say, like, oh, you guys are dicks for saying that. Because, like, of course, most of you would save yourself. Well, we're too. discussing, like, yeah. would our morals go out the window? Exactly. I don't know. Okay, what is your take on showing what the monster looks like in the film? Do you think the unknown is scarier than what is portrayed on screen? Yes. And I'm going to say that because the scariest parts of movies to me are the anticipation. Mm-hmm. When you don't know what's going on. Like, even in really scary movies, let's say there's, like, a ghost or something. Mm-hmm. Like seeing certain things about the ghost but not seeing it fully is more scary to me than when they actually reveal what it looks like and it's screaming and running around. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the least scary part of a movie, I feel like, is when they show you exactly what's coming after you. Yeah, and, like, I personally think I wish this movie, they, I wish it would have never shown us what it looked like. Yeah. Because I was really like, oh my, because your mind runs wild. Like, what is in that mist? And then when you're shown, you're like, oh... Okay. Or at least wait a little bit. Yeah, that's why, like... They showed a, all their cards They didn't so quick. show it for a while in, like, a quiet place. And then when they did, I was like, I kind of wish I didn't see it. Because, yeah, like, it's, it's so much scarier. Part. It's scar- the scarier... The unknown is scarier to me than actually I know a lot it. of people would disagree because a lot of people be like, I need to see it. Like, I need to see what it is. And to me, I'm like, I don't because I want to create this terrifying image in my mind without yeah. seeing it. Because whatever they can show me on screen, I can tell you is not scarier than what I'm picturing. Yeah, same. I agree with that fully. So so I think, like you were saying in the beginning, they showed it way too early. Yeah, they did. And it made me feel less interested in the movie when I saw it was like a tentacle thing. And I right. was like, okay, cool. What are we doing now? Okay, so before we get into the trivia, which is kind of going to go into it, we have to talk about the ending. Oh, okay. I hated it. Okay, so why did you not like it? And then I'm going to speak on like, it. Because like, okay, so obviously, so basically the main guy gets out with his, gets out of the, the grocery store with his kid and a few other people. Yeah, and they take and a they basically, truck. Yeah, they take a truck and they basically run out of gas. So they're okay. fucked. So because they, they feel like they're fucked, he, there's like four, four bullets in a gun and there's five people. So he, he basically is the sacrifice in himself by keeping himself alive, shoots everyone dead, Including his Including son. Including his son. And then literally like 15 seconds later, the mist like dissipates and it shows that like the military has this under control. So he literally killed them all for no reason. And now he has to live with that fact. I didn't like it. Okay. I thought it was 
too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I didn't like it because I feel like it's such a... I feel like it's just so cheap. I know, it's, it's trying It feels to... so cheap. It feels like when they made it, they're like, oh, everyone's going to talk about this ending. And I hate movies that in their mind, they're just like, we're going to do this because then everyone's going to be talking about it. That's not filmmaking. Yeah, it also just seems way too calculated to be like, oh, he does it. And then 15 seconds later, like the mist comes out. Like, give me a break. Yeah, well, the interesting part is the novella doesn't end like that. Well, how does it end? It just ends where they are... In the, I read it. They're in the car and they're listening to the radio and they can't really hear, but all they hear is the town's name and it gives them hope, thinking like, does that mean someone's coming to the town or whatever? And it ends. Okay, so no that's one way better. Um, but the director wanted to change it and he even got like Stephen King's approval to change it. And like Stephen King, apparently in the novella, like in his mind, he's like, what if I end up doing this and, like, killing all of them when we do this? And then they, like, decide against it. But okay. in this movie, they actually go through with it. I think the ending is, like, really cheap. It is kind of cheap. Because when you when you look this movie up online, everyone's like, the ending, the ending. I'm like, if your movie is based on, like, I'm going to have everyone say the ending at the end, like, come on. Like, do better. I just didn't like it. I literally saw it and I was like, yeah, this movie sucks. Like, not that the movie sucks, but, like, it kind of right, sucks. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so now we'll kind of go on to the trivia. Okay. Okay, first trivia. During an action scene in the film, a man runs into a wire rotating bookshelf in the grocery store. If you look carefully, you can clearly see that all the books on the shelf are written by Stephen King. Wait, this is trivia? Oh. Yeah, yeah sorry. It cuts off a little, but I know what it says. Ugh. Um, so all of them what are What, are they Stephen trying to be King. all meta? Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I hate when people try to be meta. Like, we get it. It's a Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. Um, they should have been so much more clever and done, like, they should have put books on the shelf that kind of point to, like, what kind of creature this is. Maybe. Or, like, this is a lot more of, like, a Lovecraftian, uh, monster. So, like, it would have been cooler if they kind of put, like, maybe his novels instead of it being, like, oh, we're gonna put his Yeah, not my thing. Okay. Stephen King got the idea for the source novel when he was in a main market. When he noticed the front window was made of plate glass he wondered what would happen if giant insects flew into it yeah well those are kind of like the locusts right honestly when they went through the window i'm like how is not everyone do- how how does not everyone think that they are absolutely done for at that point because they defeat some of them and then they ended up like closing the pain with like a piece of cardboard as if that's yeah gonna okay do okay um okay uh frank darabont which is the director controversial ending which we talked about usually come actually sorry actually comes directly from stephen king's source material written in first person david who's the main character entertains this notion in his mind of a distant possibility noting there are three bullets and four people um but he ends his journal and leaves it in a restaurant that the survivors have sought refuge in before the car ran out of gas the director felt this ending was too ambiguous and wrote the story in its in its final climax. final climax and ending that he says in the DVD commentary was endorsed by King as the ending that King wished he would have thought of. So King said he wished he would have thought of the ending that we actually see in the movie. So they ended up doing it. Yeah, no. I think the ending was rough. The end was rough. Um, yeah, I wasn't a, wasn't a huge fan. 
Um, there weren't a whole lot of trivia, so this is the last That's one. That's fine. So at the end of the film, when the rescue truck with Melissa McBride passes, you know the woman from... Yeah, the, the woman she, who left with... She to left get her, yeah, to get her kid in the beginning, who's also in The Walking Dead. She uh. passes by David. Frank Darabont originally wanted a second truck to pass by David. This would have been filled with various people from the market, including Jim, Bud, Mr. Mackey, um, indicating that they were rescued safely from the store, making David realize that he and his group should have never left the market in the first place. Unfortunately, most of the extras and other actors had already left because their parts were finished, so he had to scrap that idea. So that means that not so, only would that So truck everyone that left the, the left the grocery store we were going to see at the end? No, everyone who was still in the grocery store, there was going to be another truck saying pretty much everyone was saved and that they shouldn't have left. See, I have an issue with that. Wait, because they, and they shouldn't have... So everybody, oh, like him and his, his posse right. shouldn't have left. So him and end. his posse. So the thing is that I have a problem with this is because... In all of these movies we've ever seen, it's the people who decide not to do anything that usually end up dead. Like, you have to take action. You have to be a leader. Yeah. And pretty much in this movie, they're saying, like, these people took action. They tried to be a leader. And then what they really should have done is sit on their ass the whole time. Like, that's a terrible conclusion to make. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, like, for example, but then you have the people that tried to do something like open up the the back gate and that's when he got sucked in. So I it's guess, like, I mean, yeah. you can see it on other sides, but I really, all of these endings seem atrocious to me. I don't get why there's not you one good this movie. I mean, I really think if I had to pick between the endings we've explained, I would have wanted it to be more ambiguous. Like, did they get rescued? Did they not? I mean... I don't know. Just not these. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, don't ask me how I would end it, but I know how, how not to end it. Yeah. Um, okay. Some goofs. So a lot of them were the kind of goofs that we deal with where it's just like, oh, Continuity he has like this blood on his shirt and then it's gone the next one. So I yeah. tried not to pick those. Okay. Um, the fallen tree, which, wow. The fallen tree, which crashes through the house in the beginning of their house um, of the film appears to have its roots cut. So I found oh. this interesting because if that was more prominent, it would have been like, was this monster the reason the um the, the tree, tree fell. fell? Like it cut the roots instead of like that. Well, is that what they were trying to get across? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It might have just been like a good accident. I'm not really sure. I think that would have been an interesting thing to really show. Yeah. So that we would have been like, oh, like maybe not. Okay. Um, after the bag boy is killed, the store generator is shut off. Yet when David is recounting the incident to the gathering shoppers, the overhead lights are on. Okay. So I noticed when they said the generator was off, I'm just like... Why is it still light? I'm glad you noticed it because maybe I was so uninterested on what was going on. I didn't realize it. Okay, next. Throughout the movie, but prominently in a scene where David is standing with some shelves behind him, the shelves are stocked with Zap potato chips, specifically the orange hot, hot, hotter and hot jalapeno flavor. Zaps are not sold in Maine. Zaps Potato Chips is a company based out of Gramercy, LA, and they market their products largely across the South. Zaps are sold in Shreveport, LA, where the movie was filmed, but not in Maine. That is so weird to me. Why would you not? I mean, maybe they didn't have the ability to get like Lay's, which are sold everywhere, but that's funny. Maybe because it's like a, 
it's almost like an endorsement. It makes no, it what they like... probably did was they're like, oh, we need stuff for the movie. Let's go to the store across the street. But because they're setting it in Maine, they didn't know that in Maine these chips are not available. Well, then how would they go across the street? And because it was ships? filmed in L.A. In L.A. Oh. Yeah, yeah but um, who, that's kind who, of like shooting. Who would know that? That's like shooting a movie or having the movie take place in New Jersey and having like a Whataburger next door. Like that doesn't exist in New Jersey. Yeah, they do. Atlantic City, there's a Whataburger. Okay, that's not a good example then. In, in, in and out, whatever, whatever in, you want to say. In and out, in New Jersey, something that doesn't exist, or like a um, Bucky's, in or like New a, Jersey. or like a Publix, um, Publix grocery store, which is only in Florida, like or something a like Bucky's, that. which is in Texas. Okay, yeah, so stuff like that. That's interesting. And then the last one I had was after David shoots the people in the car, there are blood stains on the inside of the windows, which are not seen from the outside when it's. When it well, it's pans because outside. the sending is so bad, they couldn't even get the continuity correct. How do you have blood stains and not like? To me, that's just a continuity error. Like who? Like sometimes when I look at these goofs, I'm like, who are in charge of continuity? In maybe these no one is specific. Like it could be certain people's jobs, but like maybe it's not like a specific position. Like this person is going to be responsible for only continuity. I doubt well, they have that be. because there's so many continuity but errors. But the thing, in like when you stop a shot and then you're like, we'll resume tomorrow. Why doesn't someone take a picture? That's what you're supposed to do. Like what, what's happening? I don't really know. But again, like on big productions like this, can you say that like you would be perfect at this type of stuff? Probably not. If I was given... If that a, was your specific job, right. I get it. Yeah. But, like, there might not be someone who's only responsible for continuity. With and the I millions think, of dollars in well, a movie, well, there should well, be. Well, that's the thing. I feel like you need to invest in somebody who that's their only job. Don't quote me on this, but I really think that that is a job. I, I'm i not sure. We have to look, look at it. I mean, um, it depends maybe on the movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, that was all we had on The Mist. So, what would you give it out of 10? Oh. Um... I'd give it like a five. I said I'd give it like a six. Yeah, generous. Mo- prop- mostly because um, when I think of these movies, I have special category for movies called workout movies, which I put on when I work out, which means movies you don't care they're not about. great enough for me to sit and digest, but they're good enough to entertain me while I'm working you out. You would put this movie on while you're working out? I mean, probably. I'd put something that has, like, flashy colors and stuff so I could forget about what I'm doing. Well, sometimes it's movies, it's usually movies I've seen. Because if I have to, like, do abs and I can't see the screen, I know what's happening. I guess so. (laughs) I would never choose. I I don't think I'll ever watch this movie ever again. Yeah, so, all right. So, that was The Mist. I'd give it a six, you give it a five. We are both pretty on the same page with this movie. I was saying to Stephanie, we took, like, a short... We have to edit this, so we took a short break. But I was like, we've never agreed so much on a movie in a really long time. Yeah, I are both on the same. I figured page. when I was watching this, I feel like I'm like, I feel like we're both gonna think it's painfully average. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're gonna go. I have to show you a movie. Yeah, I forgot or something. For I was next having week. a panic attack. I was like, oh my gosh, was I supposed to have a movie set? No, for I have one. Okay, so next week, Goodness. you will be watching Kill Bill. Okay, that's a good choice. Okay, I'm okay. because I've never seen. Is that um Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino? I've seen like a handful of his films, but I haven't seen like. I mean, I've seen Pulp Fiction, so that's a mm. big one. But like, I haven't seen like the earlier classic ones. So I'd seen a decent amount of Quentin Tarantino, and then about three, four years ago, I was like, okay, I have to watch Kill Bill. Okay, and to be honest, I didn't know a lot about it, but I always like saw Uma Thurman. Yeah. Um, her picture and I'm like I don't know what 
I'm going to think about this. And then I watched it and I'm like, this is amazing. And then So you love the movie. Yeah, I love it. Okay. That's why I'm picking it. I know, but I remember um, like some movies when I show you, it's like, it could be average. No, this but is I get very it. good. And then if you right, love it, which you have to, you have to see Kill Bill Volume 2 because it's a part one and part two. Okay, but there's only two. There's I don't know two. why I thought there was like three. No, or there's four. two. So I'm excited for you to see this and I'm excited to watch it again. Um, so your movie's gonna be Kill Bill. I think that's a good choice. Isn't it just a movie that you just have always seen your entire I think life, but you I never think actually the, saw it? The absolute pinnacle of like, this is a movie I haven't seen but shouldn't have, so it's perfect for this it's, show. Yeah, it's for perfect. this podcast. Um, so that'll be an interesting conversation and I'll set that up. But I was excited because I, I was looking through movies, I'm like She's never seen Kill Bill. Yeah. Wait, how do you know? Because I know what you haven't seen. Cool. <laughs> but, um, okay, so just before we end, I we always usually just talk about, like, you know, if there's any good movies we saw or recently. We saw, yeah. So, like, you can, let me just say, I haven't seen Barbie or Oppenheimer yet, but I should be seeing Barbie next week, and I might see Oppenheimer by myself i feel like i've been trying to make plans and like mm-hmm. it just hasn't been working so like i don't know i so, guess we'll see i saw four primarily four bigger movies so i ended up seeing barbie which i liked okay you should had like a couple gripes but it was good yeah um oppenheimer masterpiece i saw it twice okay. once with my dad which was nice yeah um i saw a horror movie called cobweb which is only showing in select theaters and lionsgate is like burying it which i don't understand because i thought it was really good okay um that's like a little bit of like sort of monster movie okay so much better than this one i do have some movies um and i had a last one and then okay. i i ended up seeing a couple days ago teenage mutant ninja turtles um which was very cute and fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I watched movies. I went on um, a trip to Italy and mm-hmm. I got back um, on Thursday of last week. Um, but I watched three movies on the plane because it was a 10 hour flight. Mm-hmm. So I first watched Luca because I was missing Italy because it's, I want to go back so bad. But Luca is one of the best, my favorite, one of my favorite Disney Pixar movies. It's absolutely beautiful. You need to see it. And I actually understood what they were saying with their Italian phrases because I had Mm -hmm. heard it in Italy. So great. Then I saw Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Amazing. It's a really great movie. Like, I feel like everyone on the plane was judging me for watching that movie because everyone else was watching. Do you know how many people were watching Captain Fantastic at the same time? (laughs) I was like, how are you all watching this? That is so funny. They were all watching Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. And I saw George Mackay and I'm like, I feel at home. (laughs) But yeah, so um, I watched the Puss in Boots, The Last Wish very cute really liked it great animation great movie and then i saw champions which is that new woody harrelson movie about him coaching like a a special olympics basketball team or they said special olympics one time yeah they did they did that movie was cute it wasn't like anything crazy but it was definitely cute Mm -hmm. for like an air a plane watch yeah all right um i don't know what i'm yeah i think that's about it yeah. Hopefully next time when we have an episode, I could finally say I've seen Barbie and Oppenheimer. I'm sure you will. Yeah. So we'll have to discuss that a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks for Kill Bill.